anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Yeah, what's going on, baby? Here we are, episode nine, Cash Daddies, man. We're going to be joined quickly by Mr. Sam Tripoli. He's uh, let loose a little, uh, nah, I don't know what it is, but we're back here right now. I got my good friend, Chris Neff. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, the crazy week it was. Chris, what's going on, brother? Um, great, great inner inner day, uh, inner week trading. Um, I don't know why you think Sam's gonna join us. Um, because if I know him, he's probably in a pawn shop in West Hollywood right now. Um, taking trying a to shit, probably taking a shit. I no, he's, prob- he's probably trying to sell some Chinese stars that were like movie props that Bruce Lee maybe touched and trying to turn it into uh, uh, some silver, some some JFK silver dollars that he thinks is worth $10,000. Those silver dollars, those 50 cent pieces are now worth 65 grand each. They're if worth, you can find five of them, they're worth like 350 J. Dude, they're literally worth $6 a piece. <laughs> Right. I, they're no, worth 50 fucking cents no no no, no. one guy broke emailed me and he's like sam's correct if it's pre-1960 which it couldn't be if it's jfk because he was still president there was a certain <laughs> amount where it would be worth like six dollars so if it was oh, if it was 1868 and it was a jfk you're good to go <laughs> <laughs> my, my only thinking is maybe it's one of those coins that they sell like on shitty infomercials like america's collector edition i love those i love those if you believe in silver you'll buy this silver studded dildo that was created in 1973 marilyn monroe used it and i think you should buy it too 50 dollars is worth seven billion yeah, it's like yeah. that one episode of South Park where they just have uh, all those infomercials and they're making these old people just buy a bunch of random shit. You want to get in on these deals, call now. Next item is, this is item number 4578111. Look at these stunning earrings. These are genuine faux sapphire earrings. 14 karat gold, 86 karat faux sapphire faux is a french word it's got an x in it but you don't even pronounce the x how do you like that for prestigious these earrings normally go for six million dollars we're gonna sell these today for three hundred twenty dollars that's a steal now oh, there go the phones they're lighting up i believe we have a sale do we have a sale yep let's get her on the line hello who am i speaking with oh my name is Vivian. Vivian, you just got a heck of a deal. What's your last name, sweetheart? Can't remember. You can't remember. Well, can you remember your credit card number? 
3715. Hold on, Vivian. We'll get you on with a wrap and take down that number. Thanks for shopping with us, and congratulations on the lovely 14-carat faux sapphire earring. By the way, buy uh, everything. Hey. And by the way, that was our boy, Lil Lee. Lil Lee's with us today. Give it up for my boy, Evan Hand. How we doing? Picking stocks left and right. Fucking kid is an animal. He's just fucking banking. Um, is that your Sam Tripoli impression? Because I kind of like it. I'm doing the best I can, man. I'm like, just, I'm going hard. Guys, guys, listen up. Listen up. I know you guys are like crushing it in the stock game, and I'm not that guy. All right? I'm a Bitcoin, okay. I'm a Bitcoin, I'm a Bitcoin guy. guy. Okay. I've been, I've been very blessed. Okay. Now, you guys, you guys are doing your smash and grabs. That's not me. That's not me. No. Right? I'm doing right? Bitcoin. That's not the same. That's not to say I won't roll hard in the paint, okay? I'll, I'll smash the rim, all right, with some fucking gold. You throw me some gold bars, all right? I'm going to charge the paint. Uh, <laughs> you give me good. some gold bars, man? Dude, dude, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm going hard. I'm going harder <laughs> than anyone there ever has been going hard. Dude, that was the best impression. That was the best fucking Sam Tripoli impression I've ever seen. I think I just pissed myself right here. That was beautiful. My favorite are the guys that are like, hey, buddy, um, you know you're 50 and your <laughs> brim, the brim of your hat is a little flat. Do you mind curling it for us? Okay. What do you think you are, Fernando Rodney, for Christ's sake? All right. Um, can we get... <laughs> By the way, let's just all enjoy the fact that we have a Tripoli-less episode and um, that's just the best part of the show so far. But um, do you want to get into GameStop? Because you have. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know where Sam is. We heard about him earlier. We don't know where the fuck he is. He's out crushing something. It could be like little white pebbles. We don't know. We're sure we're here. <laughs> we'll hear from him soon. Well, let's go. Let's get right to GameStop. Hold on. Hold on. GameStop. Hold on. Hold on. Is he coming in? Before we get to that, I just want to talk. The YouTube guys. So people who are watching our video, there's only 54% of you, you aren't subscribed to the channel. So let's take a moment. Let's take two seconds. Click that button below. Subscribe to the channel. Help the cash daddies. We're going to the moon, okay? Yes. Fucking hit the channel. What's wrong with you people? Hit that goddamn thing. We'll send little, you a t-shirt. Little something. E, the bean counter. Getting the hard work done. <laughs> Doing the analytics on the ones and twos. That's my dog. All right, that's my. I'm not going to do any more Sam Tripoli for this. No, man, keep that shit. Let's do the whole show. I let's can't. just let's both of us be like Sam the whole show. I don't so know. You guys are telling me. You guys are telling me right now that if I put a hundred dollars in this thing, this thing's <laughs> going this. to the moon. What? Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, he's gonna love this. Oh, uh, he's gonna <laughs> fucking hate me. But you know what? After 20 years of his abuse, you know. He can deal with it. You know, if I Guys, can well, one episode not being called a cat, I'm going to be happy. All right. So <laughs> we're, we're going to blur that out. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're we're blur that out. <laughs> you oh, have a me, time marker on that? Let me, let me timestamp that. All right. So Howie. Yeah. Let's make some money. Let's talk about making money because that's what we're oh, doing here. Before we, before we're we banking fat, I mean, fatties. Before we get into our picks, uh, how we've done with the picks that we've given to the readers, we need to bring up GME because as you know, tomorrow 
the congressional hearings begin on what happened with GameStop and, of course, uh, deep fucking value. Am I allowed to say that, Lily? Yeah, deep just, fucking value. Because YouTube's okay. algorithm will fuck us if. Perfect. So, <laughs> whatever. DFV's uh, is going to be testifying, AKA Roaring Kitty, AKA Keith Gillis. He's going to be taking the stand. We're going to have uh, Citadel CEO, Melvin Capitals, uh, going to have a rep. And then, of course, we're going to have Vlad Tenev. Is that how you say his last name? Tenev? Vlad Tenev, yeah. Tenef of Robin Hood. That piece so, of shit. Yeah. I, here's the thing. If if our readers remember about three weeks ago when we had our emergency episode, we can't, I feel anyway that we jumped the gun a little bit thinking, oh, this guy's going down because he was with Mass Mutual and he didn't disclose. On further investigation, he didn't have an advisory uh, position in the financial department. He wasn't no, market. He didn't. He didn't. But he worked in an advisory firm for a long time. So that's where they're going to try to nail him. They're going to. And let me but let me be. Go ahead. According to his testimony, which I have an advanced copy of because I know people, he had only had that position for a couple of years. He was making forty grand a year. And then he took the job at Mass Mutual. He's making a hundred grand, but he did not have any direct ties to the financial department. He was working in marketing. Does that mean he should have disclosed? Of course it does. But the bigger issue is, is he liable for anything that he's going to be no doubtedly accused of and has already been sued? This is actually important. He's already been sued by a trader that sold 100,000 in calls. They were $100 calls. Well, we know those were dead after day one of the short squeeze. Dead so, in the woods. And this is like, you know, pussy shit. I mean, if you're gonna sell calls, and I, I, I personally don't sell calls at all. Uh, I recommend if you are to sell covered calls. Uh, do you wanna explain what that is real quick, Howie? Yeah, basically if you own a stock, if you own a stock and let's say the stock, you bought it at 50, and the stock goes up to 65 and you don't want to sell it because, you know, you're, you're at 65. You don't want to sell it because it could go higher. What you do is you write or you sell, you sell a call. So somebody else buys that call. And you know what? If it keeps going, if, if the stock starts to drop, okay, you, you cover that call you gain the premium, the premiums in your pocket, even if the stock starts to drop. So it basically, if the stock drops, you make money. It's that simple. Right. But basically also best described the way I learned it as uh, is a neutral position. You can like the stock, but what you're doing is you're selling calls that aren't realistically achievable. But then of course the backup is if the calls were to get exercised, you hold the underlying asset. And well, actually, no, they don't have to be the calls that you sell. They can be they can be really realistically achievable. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you can buy a stock at 50. If it goes to 65 and you're like, man, the analyst just put a, 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 a price of 72 on it. It may hit 72. I don't give a shit. I don't want to sell it. A lot of times people write cover calls for tax purposes. In other words, they don't want to they, they may want to hold it for a year and hope it inches up but if it starts to tank and you write a bunch of calls you make money sure it's it's, my, it's a way my, to make extra cash 
Yeah, but my point is like, if you safely, the people that I know that write calls, and I don't know a lot of people um, that safely write calls, they're writing calls that are not realistic targets. They're not writing like lotto calls for a nickel, but they're writing calls that they don't believe are gonna be hit so they can make a little extra money on top of having a stock that's moving up, but isn't something that's gonna just shoot up through the roof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, you sure never know. And I'm sure there are multiple strategies to covered calls. Um, it, it's a safe thing. The bottom line is, if you own a stock and you write covered calls, you can't lose. You, you can't. I mean, you can't lose. If your stock keeps going up, you're a winner. If the stock drops, you're a winner. So, the worst case, if your call gets assigned, you own the share and your share gets assigned and you don't have to pay you know, in a crazy premium because you already hold the underlying share. No, you're good. You're good. That's it's, it's, it's the, it's the safest hedge there is in the stock market. Okay. Writing covered calls. So going back to this, there was a lawsuit that a trader put out because his calls got exercised at a hundred dollars and he's crying, crying to mommy saying, this is, this isn't right. He knew this was going to happen. Fuck that guy. He took a risk in the stock market. When I say fuck that guy, I mean the guy that wrote the calls. That's his problem. Because I have definitely shifted my tune on, on DFB um, after reading his statement, um, which Evan, do you have a do you have yeah, a handy? Yeah, I was wondering if you wanted me to pull it up or not. Yeah, pull it up. It's a real brief statement. It's five pages. <laughs> I didn't feel he was he was pandering. I don't think he was playing the victim. He makes it very clear that he did his due diligence on this stock that he posted at a position. Um, and I, I, I don't have any problem with what he did now that I read all this. You know, I would have a, a problem if I knew he was a licensed broker, but in essence, he's doing the exact same thing that we did, that we do is, you know, have, have an opinion on a stock and post it. And as a nice, and I don't know if they're gonna get this, can you scroll down to the very last line of his statement? Um, because it's almost a signal to Wall Street that there it is. At the end, he punctuates his statement with, in short, I like the stock, which of <laughs> course has become one of the biggest, you know, memes on Wall Street bets. Now, I think you probably have a different point of view, Howie, than I do. Not a lot. Here's the problem I have. I don't think what he did was any different as far as legality goes is what you or I could do. Let's say you bought half a million dollars of XYZ stock and forget about wall street bets. Let's say you got on eight platforms, you got on Instagram, you got on Facebook, you got it. And you said, you know what, man, this stock is the future. This is amazing stock. This stock can go to a thousand. Now until they make laws, where you can't go on to these exchanges or internet, whatever, and pump a stock up yourself. How is he guilty, man? I mean, there's no law saying what he did is illegal. So I don't think the guy, I mean, I think they'll try to make an example out of him. Yeah. I do think that I think they're going to try to drill him and, but there's no laws. They right. don't have any, they don't have any law saying you can't Congress, do that. But Congress being the idiots that, that they are will come in without the proper knowledge and say, you caused, you know, little Johnny homeless $12, 
in his Johnny Rockfuck. Johnny yeah, Rockfuck. Rock fuck. He's only got $12 to his name. He couldn't even afford a full share of GameStop. He put his life savings on that share, and now he's busto. So I wouldn't be surprised if Congress does try and say, you started this, and now there's a legion of bag holders on Wall Street bets that, you know, that don't have money for Similac or don't have money for diapers or, you know, you know, maybe. You know, my thing is this. What are they going to charge him with? Like fucking Pied Piper? Fucking, uh, like, like, this guy became the Pied Piper. He got on there. He was like, this is the stock. It's going to the moon, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is how much I own. Who knows, who knows how much his buddies had in this shit? That's my thing, because you start thinking of yourself. Who yeah. knows how many brokers that he knew also had money in this, but they weren't on Wall Street Bets. They were just riding up. And then all of a sudden, when uh, when this guy fucking deep value said, you know what? It's a 250, sell, sell, sell. I'll keep my shit up. I'll keep my stuff looking strong. Sell, sell, sell. Give me a cut. I mean, that's realistic shit. That's- I wonder, though, we still go back to the big question. We don't know what he finally sold for. We know what he posted his position at, which no. that's what I'm saying. At one point, he was worth 48 million, but then the next day he comes in and he shows that he didn't sell and he was worth 22. And that was like his last post that I saw. Mm-hmm. So but you know who does? Know. You know who does know what he sold for? The SEC. The guys in Washington D.C. know to the penny what he sold for. <laughs> There's no doubt they know, and I hopefully it'll come out because they're gonna know. And if and if it comes out, it will. That this, that this dickhead sold. It, in the hundreds or two hundreds, then Wall Street bets, I hate to say it, they're going to lose a lot of validity because 90% of those schleppies that were following him, oh, God bless him, man. They're going to look like assholes. Well, let's get to Vlad's prepared testimony because his was a little lengthier. It was about 13 pages. And, and by the way, he's a piece of garbage. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all, man. I, I do feel bad that a lot of these guys were not able to make moves. Thank God I wasn't one of those guys because I paper-handed that, I will admit. I can you like a bitch. Can you imagine, can you imagine if, let's say you sold some at the top, it dropped, and all of a sudden you want, it's is is just a normal Joe retail guy. You said, you know what, it dropped. I like the support level for the week. I want to buy more calls and you call into your broke and you can't that's 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 not democracy man that is a scam can you imagine that i was actually in this stock late last fall because i heard of deep uh, dfb's value and i got bored waiting around for this short squeeze and i bought it like i want to say 12 and I sold it like maybe eleven, and I took a loss. <laughs> I mean, I can't. You, yeah. you fucking, how, you how we do eat it? Yeah, I, 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 I don't even want to know. And you know, luckily I got back in before the first show we all did together, and I was in in the mid thirties, and I sold at eighty nine, and I sold at one fourteen. But I was on last night, and and the guys are showing their positions, you know, not. D- DFB style, but there's guys on there that cleared a million two, cleared a hundred K. You know, there's a lot of guys that did make money, but here's my question. 
what's going to happen to the stock tomorrow? Because, you know, I think GME was down a couple bucks today. I don't know what it's trading at. I want to say mid, mid 40s, maybe high 40s. 47, 48. Okay, so are we going to 45. see... 45? 45.94. Is it possible that we could see another big movement in this stock because of these congressional hearings? Because Absolutely. Absolutely. It's possible. Yes. There are guys on there posting saying, this is round two. It's all over again. Now, I don't expect that to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if this thing bumped up 15, 20% tomorrow. No doubt. I mean, you might have guys on the Reddit saying at this point, Fuck deep value. He's gone. He hasn't been here in three weeks. He hasn't helped us, but we hold it. You might see that's the thing about this online shit. Until they pass a law saying you can't go on, which I don't know how they can because that's free speech. Uh, until you, you pass a law saying guys can't go on and say, I like this stock to the moon. What the, anybody in their mother can go in and buy it. Yeah, you, your analogy was spot on with the Pied Piper, and I don't remember my Aesop's fables too much, but I know that like all the rats got together and threw a big party and fucked up the town, basically, and then the asshole with the pipe had to get them out. So we did- Right yeah. to the river, right to the river. He went right to the river and they fucking just- it's, It reminds me a lot of the apartment I live in, which is near the Hudson River. And every night when I walk down there, I see hundreds of rats and I see them right around. And every now and then a couple fall in. Yeah, by the bag, by the bag lady in the fucking cardboard box thing. You told us the story. Yeah, I slept down there. I've slept down there a few nights. Um, Hold on. So Reddit is actually backing Deep Value. Um, Yeah, as they should, because he's their savior. He's their god. Evan, listen to this. They should. You know, these assholes, and I don't want to call them assholes. They're good guys. I, I dig dig the people on wall street no but no because because their philosophy the guys on reddit their philosophy is spot on i support them man i support them 100 percent because what they're doing in, in in as far as their philosophy philosophy goes it's right it's true they're can like you why they're these... idiots now? can i tell you why i think they're fucking idiots because they're following this guy that's a fucking Pied Piper. That's why. Well, I mean, the good, the smart ones smashed. They didn't smash and grab. I smashed and grab. I was out on day one. The smart ones were like, okay, I've got a realistic target. It's not a thousand. It's two hundred. It's three hundred. And they sold. Right. One guy might have timed it at the top. I don't know. But going back to why they're stupid, which makes no sense to me. DFV. Somebody went and calculated his virtual charms. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. That's a okay. so lightness. Like, <laughs> okay, you know what a charm bracelet is, right? They have those back in your day? Uh-huh. They got a lot of them in the West Village. <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, you give them to your friends. They're little trinkets. Like, here's a horse. Here's a unicorn. So they have this on Reddit where, like, if you post a position and you're like, hey, I just made 400% on this call or this put, somebody will spend money and gift you a virtual trinket okay kind of like uh you know like some almost like bitcoin we don't know if it has value well bitcoin does but some of these other altcoins somebody totaled all of the money that that deep value was gifted and it was over eighteen thousand dollars that people had spent just giving him virtual tokens that's he gets nothing other than the tokens nobody gets anything right yeah but he gets a lot of bracelet he gets a lot of bracelets 
you, okay, going back to your original Bitcoin uh, question. Show me your Bitcoin. Show me your charm bracelet because I don't see anything. All right. I know. Enough, um, enough of that. So let's get back to, to Vlad. Vlad. Vlad's um, um, prepared statement. I read it. He walks the line. He says, we, could, we care about our customers. We're going to focus on education. And he, 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 he was a little stat heavy at the top, but this is one of those stats that I would love to tell Triple even, even though he'd get it wrong. And he, the next day he'd tell somebody to be the wrong number. But, Wait a second. Wait a second, dude. There's no idea. <laughs> he quote says, 84% of stocks are owned by 10% of the wealthiest households in America. Now, I know that's to, that's true. In fact, it's Absolutely. what I've heard. Yes. I've heard it's 90%. And then the 1% own like the 10% of the value, something like that. It's crazy. That goes back, that goes back to 5% of America pretty much runs 95% of the goddamn country. And it's true. Right. And if he was here, he'd tell you it's George Soros and, you know, the dark web or what is it? I don't know what it's called. Shake uh, shift and fucking Jesus, baby. So yeah. Lizard people. Lizard people. <laughs> I'm on board with that because I think I've seen those fuckers. Hey, I do like tin tinfoil hat. They're, they're, the they're, they're it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. My there favorite. are a lot of things where I was like, okay, I did I love it. knowledge today. And you know what? You have me there. You have me on that one. <laughs> Okay, so going back to Vlad's statement, a lot of people keep saying, well, how do these guys make money? Well, he makes it very clear. We're no different from E-Trade. We're no different from anybody else. And, you know, they, they, they put, they get, a, they get a commission. They're shaving, you know, hundreds of pennies off of their trades, but they're, they're also claiming they're offering a lower price to their customers. Now, I was originally told that Robinhood made most of their money off options because if you know, as I know, you know, trading on E-Trade or Fidelity, if I make a straight trade, unless it's OTC, I don't pay a commission. I pay a tiny commission on options exchanges. Yep. But Very according small. to Vlad, only 13% of their trades are options. And one third of that are um, what I call exotic options, meaning not just puts and calls, but maybe like an iron condor or a spread, something like that. And then he further goes on to say, this is basically the issue. We didn't have money that we should have had. And then he, he basically took it to the T2 explanation of, of, of the two day waiting period, which you might be able to fill in a little bit better than I do, how that works. Um, but basically said, this needs to change. We need to be able to solve trades in the same day and not have to wait two days. I no, don't T, plus, T plus two is a goddamn nightmare. And I even heard a Democratic congressman saying that today. He's like, we need to, he said about 10 other stupid fucking things. Like that's dickhead fucking Vlad from Robin Hood. The one he said, but he did say, we need to shorten the turnover, and he's right. It shouldn't be T plus two. It should be T plus five seconds after you make the goddamn trade. There's right. no reason I should have to sell uh, a thousand shares of IBM in order to place an option two days later while the stock is literally where I want to goddamn buy the option at. And that's the problem, man. 
you got people would say a hundred grand in their account. Let's say they got 90,000 tied up in a stock and they sell that stock because they want to buy options at a stock that is right at the level where they want to buy it. No, they can't do that. They got to wait two days for that to settle before they can buy the app. That's a problem. And it's been a problem. It's been that way forever. Uh, and, and that is a big problem. My point is, my feeling is Vlad is going to do his best to shift the narrative to that conversation to deflect blame from themselves for ultimately fucking anybody that was holding that stock or wanted to buy it, I should say, because they didn't hold on selling, but they held on uh the, the amount you could purchase. I mean, at one point you could only purchase one share. Then the next day, I think it was like, oh, you can buy three shares. That doesn't help somebody that's wrapped up with fucking 500 or a thousand shares. No, it screws them. It screws so, Apparently um, the uh, CEO of Interactive Brokers came out today and he admitted that um, if there were no buying restric restrictions on Robinhood, GME would have been in the thousands. Really? It's, it's, that's, it's the I, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't. I can't say if that's true or not. But there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It would have gone way the hell higher. It okay. would have. It would have kept going. Robin, you know, the only problem I have with Vlad is this: he basically lied. He blatantly lied on CNBC when he said, "Not only are we trying to protect ourselves, we're trying to protect our clients." How the fuck are you trying to protect your clients by you're trying to make decisions for me? Are you kidding me? And that's what he tried to say. He said, well, there's a lot of people out there that are, they're getting on board. They don't know what they're doing. We're trying to protect them. You're full of shit. You're, that's where he, that's where I can't stand the guy. So because the he, he tried to put the handcuffs. He tried to put the handcuffs on the normal Joe who was making money. And that's what bothers me. The, uh, the first five seconds of this video, it's just subtitled because you can't have sound on uh, WSB, but it says their brokers would have been obligated by the rules as they are today to cover, one second, to deliver to them 270 million shares when only 50 million existed. Because that's of all a the good shorts. point. That's, that's actually a good point. Well, just continuing with this, the other people we haven't discussed are the Melvin Capital people, and of course, the guy that bought the two hundred and forty million dollar house. There you go. So, where do you where where, where do you think this is going to go? Someone's going to take the fall. We know that Congress doesn't just get up and talk. You know, hold these hearings without having a target. I don't think it's going to be DFB. Um, I think ultimately it's going to be Robinhood because they failed their customers and they quote in the, the, the statement I read claim to have 13 million customers. Well, everything I see on Wall Street bets is, fuck, I can't trade for another six days because yes. I'm waiting for my money to clear to Fidelity. And I do wanna bring this up as a reader question because I have several, several people asking. They say, Chris, I'm with E-Trade. I transferred my money. Why can't I trade? If anybody's opening a new account, you can safely say seven to 10 business days. Now, I uh, would assume it's going to take longer because you have all this, this rats jumping the ship from Robin. More like, more like 20. And, and the reason I'm going to tell you that, <laughs> I'm going to bring you down some inside info. Daddy had a, an account at Fidelity. When all this stuff started going down, 
I literally tried to open an account at Ameritrade, E-Trade, all of them. This was three weeks ago. And those accounts just cleared yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. So how long? Three weeks, basically? Oh, no. As, as, as business days? 14. Okay, so there you go. Cause I got tons of people saying, hey, did I miss out? I wanna buy Zekin or I wanna buy GMBL or all these other amazing fucking stock picks you keep giving me. And now I here, don't, what? Here, here's the problem I have with that because back in granddaddy's day when I was a broker and I would go have someone fill out the forms to send their accounts from Merrill Lynch or Smith Barney or UBS to my place, uh, it took two. Two days. Two. Now, how, have, how have things gotten slower in this digital age? That's 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 what I I I I I finally got somebody on the phone at Fidelity, and I'm and I literally was like, "What's going on?" And they said, "Well, because of the high volume as of late, it's taking us longer." And I just I was like, "Wow, that's just not the right." That to me, I'm sorry, that is a conspiracy right there it makes no sense you're gonna tell me that i don't give a shit if a billion people wanted to move their accounts it's all electronic do it it takes a day it takes two days to set up a margin account what i mean these people are taking like weeks now a couple other things that jumped out for me from this statement that vlad put out because i don't know what it means um, he referred to what occurred during the GameStop squeeze as a five sigma event. I didn't have time to, to research it, but that sounds like he's basically saying this was three mile island. All right. We almost blew the fucking reactor. And he we said, said a five, he said a five sigma event. Yeah. He's talking about how long it took him in to, to get into a sorority party in college. It probably took him longer than most people. So a five sigma event for him was probably two fucking weeks. Okay. Where it would take most of us Howie, two days. Dog, I love you. I don't want any more of your gay rush fraternity stories. Okay. <laughs> Bring in that money. Bring in that money. That's what it was. I get it. I get it. You drank some jungle juice. And you played a little pitch and catch with your fraternity brothers. Different show, dog. That's not what we're doing here. Okay. He was like, cat. "This is this is five sigma. This is five sigma cat. It's, it don't take two days. So it takes you fourteen to get into this thing. The chicks are hot. We're gonna play some beer pong. We'll get in this fucking place. Just chill out. That's what he was saying. Another interesting thing that jumped okay. out at me is the the VIX was in the 60s on one of these trading days and they'd claimed the VIX had not, it was like the third highest time the VIX had ever got there since 1990. And you and I talk about trading the VIX all the time, but it's something we haven't brought up on the show. So why don't you explain it to people? First of all, I think it's full of shit because in 2008, the VIX was going crazy. In 2008, the VIX, I, I, I'm going to go out, I'm, I'm just throw this out there. I'm going to say 2008, 2009, the VIX probably was as high as it's ever been. Um, all the VIX is, is just uh, volatility. It's the volatility index. In other words, if things go way the hell up or way the hell down, the VIX goes up. That's yeah. what it is. Often referred to as the fear index in the market. And the point is, you can play the VIX on a daily basis. You could play it to go up, you could play it to go down, 
So uh, a lot of people do play it. And again, you're just betting on volatility, whether it goes up or whether it goes down. Um, so I, I think we've kind of covered pretty much everything, you know, of what we expect to happen tomorrow. I do think, I do think it's going to get interesting when they start talking to the money behind the money, which is, you know, the fat cats at Citadel and um, who else? Oh, and Melvin. I don't know. Is Melvin directly re related to Robin Hood or were they just, they were just shorting the shit. So maybe. No, but yeah, no, Melvin was just a hedge fund that was just shorting the shit out of AMC uh, and uh, GME. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a, a conversation about limiting um, naked shorting. And there is one other thing that, that people have been asking because it came up on Wall Street Bets. And the, when, when the fury was going down on the short squeeze and it started dropping and it would drop after hours, a bunch of Wall Street Bets guys got on and said, this isn't real. This is a short ladder attack. Have you ever heard the term? Yeah, no, it doesn't even exist. It's a false right. bullshit. It's not true. It's, a, it's right. garbage. But the concept of a short ladder attack is, um, let's say I'm a hedge fund, Howie's a hedge fund. I'm going to sell counterfeit shares to bring the stock down, even though I don't have the shares. The point is, if you're asking, short ladder ex uh, attacks do not exist. It's a myth. So if somebody tells you that a stock is going down because somebody's trying to manipulate it with a short ladder, they're full of shit and they don't know yeah. what the fuck they're talking about. It, it, yeah, it's, it, that's the biggest fallacy that I've ever heard in my life. And I want to say one more thing. I'm tired of people that don't know their dicks from their asses saying, we need to eliminate you mean like, you mean like buy guys only? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys. But no, but I listened to Alexandria Cortez say we need to get rid of shorting altogether. And I'm like, no. if if a stock is too high, and I've heard people say retail people shouldn't short stocks. Bullshit. I've I've made just as much money shorting stocks as probably as I have buying them. If you if a stock is too high and it's garbage, why not short it? If you think it's you can always put a stop on the opposite side and get out and not lose your ass, you can do that. Here's but if the you thing. don't like if you don't like the stock and that stock is at 130 and it's just shot up on garbage, like the stock that I shorted, I think uh, Evan pulled it up like 2008, uh, that r coffee roaster company. <laughs> which I knew was garbage. It was such a piece of shit. They made nothing. They were making filters. The thing was trading 140. Their, and their earnings were coming up the night before. I shorted it. It dropped like 30 points, made a ton of money, bought it back. There's yeah. nothing wrong with shorting a stock. 100%. And again, I saw this a lot on Facebook with people that I know personally have never invested in their, in their life. And they're like, shorting's ethically wrong. Who would do such a thing? And it's like, listen, if... There is a playbook and it is, you know, allowed, then it is, then I'm going to make the play. If I, if I believe a company is dog shit or unethical and lying, and I have knowledge of that, I'm going to make a move and I'm going to short the bitch. Now, what I'm not going to do is go out and naked short it. Okay. And that's what needs to end. And that basically means you are not borrowing the share. You are just saying you own the share that you've borrowed and you're putting a short on it. That has to yeah. stop without a yeah, doubt. You, 
you can't short a stock without the shares being available. You can't. That 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 is so beyond bad. That is so beyond shady Wall Street. Well, it's ridiculous. We, go back to the idea of supply and demand. It's the market sets the price. So right. you don't have somebody saying, I don't think it's worth it without putting a short on it, then you don't have that reality. Okay. What if, what if I, if I can't short a stock, what am I just supposed to go walk around and say, I don't like that stock. I wish I, I could do something about it, but I just don't like it. No shorting exists for that very reason. So anybody out there that says shorting is ethically wrong, doesn't understand what they're doing or talking about. And more importantly, it's like going to the crafts table, you know, put your money on the pass line or you know what? Be the quote asshole that people say is an asshole for betting against the pass line. They're not being an asshole. They're playing the other side of the trade. That's all it is. There's a buyer. Um, there's a seller. That's what that's what it's all about. Every transaction needs a buyer and a seller. Yes. Yes. Including straight buy guys. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Chris, that goes back to my point where. Uh, I was pushing FSR and I still love, I love the stock. Uh, and somebody wrote in, they've gone bankrupt four times in the last 10 years. Great. I don't care if they've gone bankrupt a hundred times. The bottom line is Morgan Stanley put a outperform on them. I don't love the stock. I don't know anybody that works here. I don't give a shit, but I see that outperform and I know that they're in bed with them. I know they're going to be doing secondary offerings with that company. And I know numerically that stock's probably going to go, it's going to go from 19 to 25. I want to make some money. I'm not loyal when it comes to buying stock. I don't give a shit about the company. Yeah, I guess, really don't. Guess who had your back on that one and talked for you and answered that question on YouTube? This fucking guy. Okay. Yeah, that's my boy. Nothing. I always have your back. And it's up 20, it's up 20% this week. Pfizer? FSR. FSR. Um, yeah, so because, because, you know, it's, it's, and I'll give you a great example. When I was a broker, this is what I had to deal with all the time. So as a broker, you're always trying to get people to move 401ks over to you when they retire, okay, or about to retire. And I'll tell you a great example. I used to have a ton of clients in Schenectady, New York, and they all work for one firm. By the way, the other, make, a note, make a note that I want to hear Sam try and pronounce the word Schenectady. We'll, we'll he show should. him the spelling. He's from upstate New York. He should be able to get that. No, he, he's, he's up there. He's uh, banged a lot of three-eyed chicks. <laughs> so my, these guys from Schenectady, they all work for a company called, I don't know, was on the Dow Jones top 30, top 10, top five for 100 years. General Electric. And these people, I used to say, what's your 401k made up of? Oh, man. Uh, all GE. I just put everything into GE. And I'm like, your 401k? Yeah, all GE stock. So you don't have mutual funds? No, just all GE. Well, I don't know if you saw, but between like 2003 and 2018, GE went from 55 down to about $5 a share. So if you work for GE for 20 years and you put all your money in GE, <laughs> you got to be pissed off because you would have been better off putting into a fucking CD. 
instead of instead of pushing that stuff out and buying mutual funds and stuff because GE was a diamond stock America's finest that overextend themselves went into GE capital GE insurance uh NBC everything and they all shit the bed and the stock has bounced back what's it now like 10 11 bucks yeah but 1186 but look at the one-year chart on GE because Correct me if I'm wrong, but they've- Yeah, uh, one year. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, not the last 20. I'm just saying like all these companies, you know, that like the Fords that were trading at like four bucks and the GEs, um, they've turned into Robin Hood plays. And a lot of people have uh, pushed those stocks pretty significantly in the last year. Um, GE was a stock that for a hundred years split, doubled, split, doubled, split, yeah. doubled, split, doubled. And then they hit, and then Jackie Welch took over, and Jackie went out and bought everything, extended the shit out of himself, bought everything. They went through about nine CEOs over the next fifteen years, and this shit just tanked. And, and did then he, didn't he like end up like poisoning half of like Western Massachusetts too with some like uh, fluorocarbon or some shit? I've got friends in Pittsfield, and they were told me that everybody EFOA. <laughs> Now what it is? That, that that actually happened. That happened. Yeah. Thanks, there, Evan. Evan's yeah. an expert on that because hey, uh, because half of our town has died news. because of that. Yeah, but they, uh, that was before him. Uh, General well, no, Electric Welch, and they like polluted the Housatonic River. Is that how you Yahoo say it out there? The Hudson <laughs> River, not the Hudson River, the Housatonic. Yeah, but they 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 freaking plugged up. Here's what they did years ago. They put barrels of this shit You're right, and they yeah. dropped them in the Hudson River. And these barrels went in the Hudson River and they left them there for years and years and years. It polluted the whole Hudson. Uh, up near where we are, up near Albany, New York. Uh, and what happened was when they, when everybody found out they polluted them with this shit, it wasn't PFOEs, it was something else. It was a PCB. Uh, That's yeah, what PCB. What did PCB. I call Fluorocarbons? I wasn't even close. I don't even know what a fucking fluorocarbon is. <laughs> no, it you're is talking satanic, about like, though. Boom. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was these barrels, they dropped them in the Hudson. All the fish started coming out with three eyes, two fins. You know, you couldn't eat them. You could eat them, like, but you're going to grow an extra dick. Uh, but what What's happened? That? Wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> What do I got to do to get an extra dick? Now you're talking. Give me well, that. Have, I don't give a fuck if I got two dicks. I can well, make we're from. two dicks. <laughs> a lot of kids have them, man. A lot of kids have them. But what they did, these oh, fucking fuck. barrels, these barrels dumped, and then the sand, the sand from the river went over the top of the barrels. So about 10 years ago, my girlfriend did a documentary on this. She's a producer. And what happened was they had to make a decision. Do we leave the barrels there filled with this, these chemicals because they're so deep in the sand or do we yank them out? And if we yank them out, we can pollute more. And it was huge. It was GE settled for, you can look it up. They settled for billions of dollars and they ended up paying to pull them all out. I think to be honest, that's what a civil action with John Travolta was probably about 1995. I want to say great film. Uh, uh, yeah, our whole our hometown that blows that away, right, Evan? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, you townies. Um, can we get to the portion <laughs> of the show where I, I want to give out an award? Um, I read all your comments. 
I read all your DMs. I respond to the ones that I don't think are fucking serial killers. Um, but rarely do I get one that just knocks me on my ass where I have tears in my eyes and I got one and I want to give this guy a shout out because I am going to send you $25. And it simply says, cat boy be sipping that juice. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes and this goes to prove the brevity of comedy. You Dude, don't that guy rocks. That guy rocks. He's what's his name? Is it MH? MH. MH, wherever you are, I've already asked for you. I've DM'd you privately. Send me your Cash App or your Venmo because I'm giving you $25 to blow in the market. And you know what? We might just make that a thing around here. Not twice a week because we ain't that rich, but once a week we could pull the funniest comment out of the week and uh They're, yeah no man these, these dude these people listen to the show i've got some dms where i've had tears in my eyes i mean some guy told me i look like a bloated jim brewer you know what that's not I, that I, bad you know what i keep getting i i was laughing so hard i was crying i'm like thanks i appreciate it i get fred armison driving a subaru all right you got no <laughs> fucking problems i'm the one that I don't even want to tell these people what I drive. What year? What what year is your Subaru? Ah, uh, stop! You guys wouldn't even believe me if I told you what was sitting in front of this fucking driveway right now. And I'm going to keep uh, it a mystery. Just a I'll little. I'll guess it right now. I'll yeah. guess it right now. I know for a fact you got a pickup truck. It's not a fucking pickup truck, Howie. It's an F-150. There's a. You big told yeah, us that I yesterday. Knew, I was just going to say. No, I was I just going to say that. I was just going to say F-150. You know what? It's 2019, and it's fucking paid for. Okay. Yeah. You're from, Boise, I, you're from Boise, Idaho. I'm Nobody not. from, you're from Boise. Nobody from Boise doesn't drive an F-150. Here's the thing. Like cat guys can't drive fucking big trucks. Fuck you. Um, all right. So here's the thing. I got a couple more shout outs. Um, we need, we need to um, say thank you to uh, Roger Hernandez specifically. I had three people in my ear this week telling me to buy Voyager which is another crypto app. And I looked at the chart and I was like, eh, it's way too high. He gave me some confirmation bias. I bought that. It is up two and a half percent, which is better than a loss. So I'll take it. And then we want to thank Alex Trader TD um, for tweeting out our shroom graph. And just a reminder, if you have been listening to me and have gobbled up any MMEDF, you should be up around 15%. I'm up 19%. I've been holding it for quite a long time. And then um, we do have to give Randy a shout out. If you've seen any of our Instagram clips uh, that are about two to three minutes long, he's done all those. And it's a lot of work, man. So anything you can do, um, we're, we appreciate it. And again, that's Randy with Soundwave Promotions. And then... Um, I think that's it on our shout outs. Um, so if you guys want, um, we could go to um, review our picks that we put out Sunday or previously and give you an update how we're doing on it. Bitcoin, baby. Bitcoin. By the way, quick interjection. I told Sam to buy about three things and he'll tweet us on our, our not tweet us on our, our text thread. And he's like, guys, should I sell? Should I sell? I'm down. And I'm like, how can I be up 137% on GMBLW and you're down? 
So I he bought it. He bought it when you told him to buy it. It was like at 14, 15. I don't think I don't think he did. I don't think I think he bought the wrong stock or he I don't know if he's on a real trading account. He might be paper trading, trading. not be using real money. Okay, it's Sam. Can we not agree that it's a little it's not beyond the remote? He signed he signed up for juice trade. It was like juicetrade.com. Oh, yeah. I'm sure some crypto guy was like, oh, yeah, just so you know, you don't need to use the stock market. You can trade stocks within Ethereum, or, yeah, which you can, by the way, on synthetic. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a whole yeah, yeah. conversation. But he's probably doing that, buying them secondhand. Yeah, but I will, say, I, will, I, will, I will say this about the big daddy. The big daddy's been juicing. I will say this. He's been juicing Bitcoin since it was it i mean since i knew he was buying it at 15 16 17 he's been buying it and buying it and buying it buddy if it was real like a real tangible thing he would be fucking freebasing it okay he would be fucking shaving it off and just putting putting a little in his morning coffee for christ's sake we love the bitcoin we get it sam's gonna be a fucking billionaire baby he's gonna be you know what He'll probably beat us all. And you know what? God love him. He deserves yeah. it. He's lived a hard life, all right? It's time for him to retire peacefully. Dude, like, he's a freshman. He's just getting started, baby. Tripoli's getting started. He's a freshman right now. He's just finding He just fucking got a little juice on his middle finger. He's happy. He's going forward. The fucking guy's going to be an all-star in like two years. So you so watch. How, how can he tweet, text us today and say, I'm down $19? He was this confused. 137%. He was confused. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he really ever bought it. Evan, have you seen any confirmation? That he's bought it? Yeah, we don't want you. I tried to my screenshot. No, he did. He did buy it. I know for a fact he bought it because I can tell you bought it because he was nervous. He texts me, he goes, I just went in on GMBL. He bought W, he bought it. He did buy it. I know for a fact. I bet you he lied to us and he bought no. Are they guys, 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 4,000%. All right. That's the play. I bet you he didn't even fucking buy anything I told him to buy. Or you he did. He, buy. he bought it. He I'm you, he bought it. He bought it. Evan, can you make a note that we need to get a screenshot for him to actually prove that he's bought? A stock. And then um, if you don't mind, Evan, why don't you tell us about where you're standing on your picks? Alrighty. Okay. So OCGN the past few days, um, it hasn't really done anything. I don't expect any big moves this week. No, it, ha- it has done something. It's made my ass a little wider. Hey, it's a, it's a long-term hold, man. By long-term, I mean two more weeks. I like it. I like it. I like it. I feel good about it because it's staying it, – Evan – you told me to buy it. It was like 1130. I looked at the chart and I'm like, you know, I think it's breaking out. And I will say this, it's staying where we need it to stay. It's right there at 10, 10 plus. So I'm, I'm still on board. I'm still on board. Just like I said on Sunday's show, it has a lot of potential. I'm not going to, yeah. I don't really expect to see much movement down or up at the moment, but if. You know what, Evan? Everything has potential when you buy something before it goes up 200 fucking percent. Okay. That's true. That's the reality true. is, I jumped on the wagon a little late and I'm not a- afraid to admit I'm a loser. I'm down 12% on it. But if you say it's a winner, I'm going to hold it. 
I'm saying that if the FDA comes out and they approve this vaccine, this thing is going to skyrocket. Okay, good enough for That's me. my first thing. Tell us about AFA. Af- I'm with it. I'm with Afria. Afria now. They're up pretty big this week. They're up, what was it, 20%, I believe. Today, they're up 8%. So they're merging with Tilray. Um, apparently, all the Afria stocks are going to go, all the Afria shares are going to go into uh, Tilray shares. So what you want to do is you want to buy the Afria stock, and that way you get a premium. Isn't that right? The, uh, yes. Yep, you get you get the premium. You get some shares of Tilray, um, and ultimately Afri is going to go up higher. They're going to have a higher margin than uh, Tilray. Always buy a stock that's going to get bought up. That's key. Correct. So those are my two for the week. Nothing, uh, nothing entirely crazy. No two hundred percenters. Um, but I do want to give another pick um, for later in this week or you know next week, and that is LGHL. So as Chris had pointed out a few weeks ago with ZKIN, um, a crypto play, and if some of you may know that uh, EBON stock, that's also a crypto play. I bought um, it, by the way, up yep. 40% today. And by the way, let's talk about EBON. That's I put a limit in yesterday to buy it at seven. The stock started tanking, went to 715, 710. It hit 702. My order did not get filled. So, guys, everybody out there, if you really like a stock, don't put a limit order in. Buy it like Chris did at 740 and change. Buddy, I, here's the thing on that stock. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. And then I looked at this and it said Ebon and then it said Bang. And I said, if you don't buy a stock called Bang, you're a fucking idiot. I hit the I put- market buy order immediately. I put it in at seven. It hit seven oh two. My order didn't get filled. The next day, it opened at eleven. Dude, I'm looking right now. I've owned it for a day, and I'm up forty percent. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you gotta go with your gut. It's like being at the racetrack. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like you know, Cookie Cookie Monster's fortune. He's you know, he's wearing pink. I'm in. I hear it's like, it's like you're at you're at Santa Anita. And like you've done a ton of handicapping, and all of a sudden there's a girl called like Mary Crattrack, and you're like, God damn, I used to date her. And you better, and the thing wins, it pays like 50 bucks. Hey, hey don't be talking about Evan's girlfriend that way. See how I fast it? <sighs> I gotta get a bang Evan's girlfriend. <laughs> you gotta turn the hat around too. All right, but going back to LGHL, I have a lot of promise in this with all the uh, all the crypto stuff popping off. So they're trying to revolutionize the blockchain industry and they are merging uh, with Yao apparently um, with an $800 million deal. And they're going to be working on the creation of. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Time out. Dog. 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 Did you say Yao? Yeah. As in Ding? As in Chinese Thunder? I'm yeah. in. Seven He's foot in. seven, seven foot seven, no hops, but a nice little jump book. Is that what you're whoa. saying? Bro, don't tell me there's his defense. Oh, strike that. Strike that. Strike that, by the way. We can't we can't say that. Not only that, it's not my joke. It's no, let's nip, let's nip it in the bud. Yeah, you know what? Strike that. That's getting uh, striked. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, boys. Anyway, it's gonna pop off, okay? 
I I like it. I don't know if it's gonna pop off. I like this stock personally. I love this stock. Um, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. Howie, all you right. got you uh you want to go through your pick of the week and um, tell us where you're at. You know what? I'm still on FSR. I want you to take over. I want you to take over the calls that you and I bought today. Okay. I don't want to jinx it because I we doubled down. I ended up buying yeah. four. So what Howie and I did is uh, we bought some calls on a stock called DNMR. Um, what, what is the company name again? Why is it blanking on me? Yeah, DMNR. It's uh, DNMR. Danimir Scientific yeah. Inc. That's it. So Howie had had been charting it, and he said, uh, "I like calls on this." I said, "I'll go for a ride with you. I trust you." We immediately buy the calls, um, and then what did it dip? Like another like five six percent. You and I bought two at forty six. Then it dropped to forty four and change, and we bought more, and then right. it finished back up. If right. it, it, yeah. But here's here's what I want to explain to you when you're buying puts and calls. If you've never bought a put in a call, I find it very helpful to have somebody on the other line that you're comparing prices with. For instance, we both bought the original call at the same dollar amount. And then we doubled down on our calls after it kept dropping. And we bought the exact same two additional calls. And I got mine for a dollar cheaper than yours. A dollar or like, yeah. what yes, wasn't it? A dollar. I'm looking at them right now. Maybe you did. Yep. You paid, uh, I want to say 440 and I paid yeah. 60. No, yeah, I paid 440. I paid 440. But we bought well, what that could have what that could have been. I think when I when I when I hit it, I think it dropped another 75 cents when you got it. Well, but when we were looking at them in real time, you were saying 440 and you were like, I'm going to buy it. And I was like, mine's at 330. I have to buy it. His is at 440. Yeah. Again, this was helpful for the two of us when we were buying call or puts on GME. Uh, Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want that second ear in your voice, especially if you're new to options, because the spreads can be so massive. And yeah. And the options change, they, they change every 30 seconds. Yep. And you always want to hit the refresh button before you buy an option. And more importantly, if there is a wide disparity between those spreads, you might think about a limit order. Now, if they're super tight within like 10 or 15 cents, I just buy them at market because I don't have time. Um, you know, because the longer you sit there, the faster that thing moves and you miss your window of opportunity. So anyway, Howie and I are in that position together. Yeah. Um, we bought month, uh, monthly calls. So our, our strikes are right around four bucks. That's what mine are averaging out. Yep. And we have March 19 expiries. Excuse me. We bought $50 calls. So there's about fifties. Yeah. We bought fifties. So the cost on those is $4. And as you'll remember, those are, those, uh, are hundreds. So the minimum you can buy on a put is the same as a call hundred dollar minimum. So we're we're gonna our plan is to hold those tomorrow. I'd be happy if I exited with a 30%. That's what we're looking for. 20, 30%. Yeah. Yeah. We're not looking to make five, six X. Um, when I play make my calls and options, if I hit 
30, 40% in the first week or two, I smash and grab, I'm in and out. Just like I yeah. would if I was day trading or swing trading a stock. That's so, how you beat Wall Street. You don't go for, get the 20, 30%, get out, get out. If you do yep. that, you're, you're good. Yep, and going back to that original question of when do I sell? The time-honored uh, question. We're never going to have that answer. There's nothing wrong with taking profits. I was up um, 700% on a stock that I got into uh, in September 1 of last year. And it's a solar play. You can look it up. It's B-E-E-M-W. And I was up 800% and I started trimming about a month ago. It dropped to 600% today. I had to trim. I cut a third of my position. So I'm, I've been free rolling on that stock for a long, long time. And I took some, some, some very significant profits today. So don't ever be afraid to take profits. It doesn't have to be at 600%. doesn't have to be at 150%. doesn't have to be 100. Uh, with, with an options mode, I'm happy with making anything between 20 to 30%. Now, if somebody uh, you know, plays an option through earnings and it just magically spikes up 40% and that's magnetized by 10 and I make 400% gravy. It's all gravy. So um, uh, what else did you have live? How, oh, you did your picks, right? I'm good. Okay, so the only thing I, I, I guess I wanna bring up is that ZKIN, for those of you who bought it, um, I'm up 61%. I see a lot of people posting that they're up in the mid 50s, makes sense. I've been holding it for a couple months. And then SRAX, my pick that I gave last Sunday, uh, I'm up 15%, so I imagine you're probably close to that. And then time, Ebon, of course, today with a 40% gain was just a gift. And then I only uh, have really one stock that I've been sitting on. Um, that I wanted to tell you all about. It's called um, USAT. Can you pull up the ticker, E? What it? What is the? What are the USAT? letters? So we have all these crazy exotic tech plays. Everybody wants to find the new Tesla. Did it come up? Yep. Um, I've been sitting on this since December, and this is not you know, groundbreaking technology. I trust my sources. I think I'm in at $9, maybe $9.50. I looked the other day, it's probably not even that much. I think today I'm up like one and a half, two and a half percent total. It did have a little bump today. Um, the point That's a is, nice chart, that's a nice chart. He says it's a double in a year. He's never been wrong. I trust my sources. What this is, is very simple. It is a vending machine play. Now, that doesn't sound very exciting, does it? Dead air, I'm killing it, great. I don't care if they make toilet paper. If you like the chart, you're like, buy it. That's what I always remind people. You don't have to find the most exciting, the most brilliant play. What it is, is it's a vending machine play and they're revolutionizing their particular industry because they're out offering cashless trans, uh, transactions. And more importantly, they have a SAAS play which is software as a service. So what they're gonna be doing is licensing software that basically tells the, the vending or the owners of the vending machine, hey, you're low on Reese's Pieces. Hey, you're low uh, on cinnamon buns. So the idea is they're gonna cut logistics down so drivers aren't running around town 
going to vending machines that don't need to be filled. So um, like I said, there's been zero movement on this stock for me since December. I believe in my source. I do think it's going to be a double with a year. So I think the entry is still, still very attractive at the price it's at. So nice. that's my pick of the week. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add. I want to say, uh, I don't think there's anything better than a show without Sam Tripoli. I can say that much. We got to, we got to find the bit. The, you know what? I just, I just heard he's out actually buying more Bitcoin. He's on the streets of LA and he's buying Bitcoin. He's buying Bitcoin off of anybody that sells it. So you hey, gotta be back. How many Bitcoins do you think he has? Cause he won't tell me, but I mean, Bitcoin was up what to 52,000? It's at 52,000 right now. He's crushing it. He's crushing it because I know for a fact that she's got like he's 10. been buying that shit since that was when I did that show last December. He's been buying it for a long damn time. Yo, yeah. Sam Tripoli was doing shows and they were paying him in Bitcoin. That's what I was gonna say. I bet you he gets paid in Bitcoin. He was they were paying him in Bitcoin. He was like, listen, I'm telling you right now, in 10 years, Sam's gonna be living in like a mansion in the hills. We're gonna be sitting around his pool peeing in his pool it's gonna be awesome if bitcoin does what he says it's gonna do in quadruples in the next year we ain't waiting 10 years to go piss in his pool i'm gonna tell you right now i i'm a total believer just because i'm watching all these big wall street guys i'm watching them all morgan stanley goldman's they're all buying the shit look there's something they know we don't yeah it's going there and I, and I agree that we all want to learn more about it, especially yeah. the, yes. the, the micro tokens or the altcoins, as they call them. You um, got to learn about it because if you don't, you're going to get left at the finish line. You're going to left starting line. I'm sorry. But you're going to be left with your dick in your hand and you're going to be in a basement like myself. You got to start buying the hell out of it. I started yeah. buying it like four months ago. How do you have you have Bitcoin, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all I buy. I don't. I don't understand. I bought a little Ethereum, Same but here. for the for for the most part, I just put it into Bitcoin. Yeah, I just have Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I am yeah. interested in learning about staking. And we are going to have somebody on the program that is an expert in staking, so that will come up. So pay attention to that. We'll announce that to our readers. Again, if you have interest, we didn't really touch on it today, but. Um, our little Johnny Rockfuck golden donkey dildo dick challenge. We are gonna move forward with that probably about two months out. We're gonna start with a sign up sheet to our email. What's our email, Lily? Our email is cashdaddiespod at gmail.com. Right, so if you do wanna be interested or play in the contest, definitely email us so we can track it because we can't track the tweets as well as we can the email. We're still working on the contest rules. Uh, somebody did put out something really great, an idea. They said um, the winner should actually get whoever's account is the biggest out of the three of you guys. I'm not opposed to that, but um, we'll come up with the rules. We'll tighten it up and we'll clean everything up on that once we get it all settled out. But don't worry. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen next month. We're gonna yeah, we're going we're gonna to get like a thousand people involved in this. There's going to be a thousand <laughs> people in this contest. Yeah. Trust me, I got. I have like 50 friends who are like, how do I get in? We're yeah. going to get a ton of people. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, it'll be no options. It'll just be securities. Ideally, I'd like it so you know everybody can participate, participate if they want to buy crypto. But again, 
we'll decide if a thousand is too much to start with because we are hearing some people saying, I want to join, I want to play, but I don't have a thousand. And, no, no, li listen, we, we'll figure it out so everybody can get in. Yeah, we want everybody to have fun. That's the whole yeah. thing. Find, uh, learning finance sucks. And the only way that you make it interesting is you make it entertaining. And that's, that's I don't know if I really told you guys my story, but uh, that, that was me, Wall Street Vets, when I first discovered Wall Street Vets. I was cracking up, I was laughing. And every time I found something that I didn't understand, I would Google it and then would send me off into another four hours of reading. So again, we're trying to make it as fun as possible. And um, we're, we're loving the reaction we're getting from you guys. You make it all, all worthwhile. And um, thank you again to the, the you know, the reader who, who gave me Voyager because I needed that confirmation bias. That's a good one, baby. Good one. So any, any you guys have anything else or are we good? That's follow it, baby. Us, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Instagram. And if you can, and uh, please leave. YouTube. YouTube. Hit the click on YouTube, baby. YouTube We're going to be coming at you every week. And of course, the iTunes um, reviews, they're always very helpful as well. And then... Um, as far as schedule programming and formatting, what we're looking to do, just so you guys know, is we're going to record Sunday. We're trying to bump up that early recording time on Sunday so we could release a little earlier than Monday. But again, Lil E has to work his magic on the ones and twos, and that isn't easy. And we don't want to bring the production value down. So we're going to shoot for Monday morning release unless we have an opportunity to record early in the day on Sunday. However, we will always put our picks out on Sunday night on Twitter. And then um, you can expect a little bit of a longer show from us on Sundays. That's where we're going to be looking to put the guests in. This weekly wrap-up, the midweek that we're doing right now, although it ran a little bit longer, um, will not be that you know hour and a half show. We're going to shoot for 45 to 50 minutes during the week. So um, if you have any it's questions. It's going to be quick. It's going to be cash making money. Yep. It's going to be like hookers, little people. It's going to get crazy. And don't worry, if this episode sucked, um, Evan will whittle it down and add in uh, laughter and applause. That's an old Bill Hicks joke. But if we, uh, if, if, if we didn't bring enough heat with, uh, without Sam, uh, he'll figure out a way to solve it. So again- the Big Daddy's gonna come back in three days. Don't worry, we're gonna have the Big Daddy out here. We're gonna be mimicking, making fun of him. It's gonna be awesome. And don't you have shows with Sam soon? Yeah, um, uh, last thing I'll say is I'm doing the show in New Jersey at Tiff's Comedy Club in Morris Plains. Uh, it's going to be the 4th through the 6th in March. It's going to be wild. The place is going to be lit. going to be nutty. Lily? Yeah, I got a... Hanging in Cortland this weekend on a rusty pinball machine in the no, back he, room. He, he hates Cortland. We don't, we, don't fuck, we don't fuck with Cortland. My bad, bro. Hey, dog. Oh, oh, my bad. That ain't my if I ever hear you, If I ever hear you say that again, I swear to Christ. Uh, right. Little Dude. E went to Ithaca. I went, I went to Cortland. Sam's from Cortland. We're arch enemies. We're arch enemies. You know, rivalry but me, going. But you know me and Lily, we're, we're from the same hometown. So upstate New York, upstate New York, upstate. Yeah, New York. we know a lot of the truthless people. All right, all right. Well, follow me, Evan underscore hand, all platforms, uh, and just subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's all we're yep. asking. And YouTube, you can find, YouTube. You can find me at Chris Neff Comedy on Twitter, um, Horse Tooth on IG, or if you're so inclined, you can follow my cat's Instagram at Jack in Lils. That's not an and. It's like Guns and Roses. It's Jack. 
Mm Lils. And uh, Howie, toot us out. That's it, guys. Guys, thanks for listening. We're going to get a little nutty. Make some cash tomorrow. Make some cash. purposes only. You'd be an idiot.